Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A Dadsnet original podcast. Welcome, gentlemen, to the Loose Dads podcast. This is Loose Dads from the Dadsnet. It's four dads sitting around having a chat about their varying experiences. And this week, it's very special. It's a Christmas special. We're rocking around the Christmas tree. We're simply having a wonderful Christmas time. We won't let the bells end. And speaking of bells end, Sparky, hello? Yes! <laughs> Ding dong! All three of you are. That's fine. <laughs> Brad, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Jim. How are you doing, dude? I'm good, thank you. And Jack, how are you going on? I'm good. This is the closest I get to a Christmas party this year, so I'm happy. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? We are, I mean, we are very sociable compared to most people at the moment. This is the first time I've been in that situation myself, so I'm more than happy with that. Uh, before we start today's show, uh, I'd like to uh, thank the, the, the programme that is, I think, responsible for one of my favourite theme tunes. It's Ricky Zoom, Ricky Zoom, Ricky Zoom, <laughs> Ricky Zoom, Zoom. Has anyone else watched Ricky Zoom and then not been able to get that out of their head for pretty much the next month? It's not the theme tune for me, it's the character names. I love them. Like, actual thought has gone into the character names. So you've got Ricky Zoom, of course, Loop Hoopla. Nice. Yep, nice. nice. DJ Rumbler. Ooh, DJ Rumbler in the house. My personal, <laughs> my personal favourite, Scootio Whizbang. Scootio Whizbang. You want to be friends yeah. with him. Toot Zoom, Hank Zoom, Helen Zoom, Dasher Zoom, Steel Awesome, Maxwell. Oh. They dropped the ball on <laughs> well, Maxwell, but you, know, you can't have everything, can you? <laughs> I think, you know, if I was a celebrity and it was the time when we could travel and uh, stay in hotels, I would be giving one of those names as my fake hotel name, definitely. Scootio Whizbang, all day. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to watch Ricky Zoom, you want to enjoy the names, you want to sing the theme tune for the rest of the week, uh, you can watch it in the USA on Nick Jr., on Milkshake in the UK, or Treehouse if you're in Canada. Now then, on the show today, we're talking about the big topic of the week, and it's one of those things that if you're listening to this, when it comes out on Christmas Day, you're going to be hoping you avoid that conversation, but you can listen to us talk about it anyway. We're talking about the best and worst Christmas traditions, but first of all, we need to find out who's winning parenting over the last week with loose trumps. It's like a game of top trumps. What we do is we ask a question, and then the person with the highest answer 
wins the week for that question anyway. Uh, first question today, how many elves on the shelves are currently in your house? Go to you, Jack. None. No, not doing None. It. None. Well, you know, they're, they're just coming up to three and 18 months and they don't even get advent calendars. Every morning we have a shit fit because they can only have one chocolate per day, you know? So I'm not even embarking on Elf on the Shelf at the moment. Oh, thanks, Scrooge. Cheers for that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, someone's <laughs> no. the Grinch. Jeez. Welcome man. to the Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> someone's downloaded this. They've thought, just have a little hour to myself on Christmas Day. Get a bit of festive yeah. spirit going on. Don't we'll talk about the news later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bum you out. <laughs> Brad, elves on the shelves, please. I'm rocking a whole eight in this household. Eight? What? Yeah, eight? yeah, yeah we've got eight. Um, and they've even got names, to be honest. We've got... Elmo, Abibo, Capo, Dino, Elfie, and Fibbo, and plus two random scrapalongs that I purchased at Tesco. Sorry, it sounds like <laughs> the cast of Ricky Zoom. I know. <laughs> we got Bibbo Zoom and Capo Zoom and Dino Scootalonger. What, what do you call him? Scootio Whizbang. Scootio Whizbang. Mate, I can't believe you remember all the names. Is that because the kids say them so many times? No, that's yep. because yep. I've been prepared, dude. I've got them written in front of me. <laughs> well, I was actually impressed for a second there, Brad. Brad's letting light in upon shade there. Um, how come you've got eight? What, do they just collect every year or what's going on with that? Uh, well, six of them are adopted through my parents because my parents like to uh, hide the elves around their <laughs> flat for the kids. So when they visit, they have to run around finding them. But somehow the last two weeks, they've been adopted what seems to be permanently in my house. Um, yeah, so uh, that's it. Dude. So, it's, it's so do, you have to, do you have to pose all eight now every morning? I, 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 no. I, I can't <laughs> do they not all participate every day? No, they're all self-isolating. They've, uh, they've got 14 days of quarantining to do, you know? That means you've run out of creativity because that's what always freaks me out. Like, obviously, Jackson's too young for Elf on the Shelf in our house. But what freaks me out is that you've got to come up with something every day. Uh, in, yeah, yeah. A few years ago, like I had all the... The, the spirit in the world to, to do it but after day in day out day in and day out of the same <laughs> sort of crap and you're like hold on I've got to focus on my own life now I've got to try and remember wake up in a sweat at 3am because you forgot to fucking move a, an elf in case now you're going to ruin Christmas spirit for your kids dude so yeah. I, I feel like you can't get away with it you can't yeah. get away from it if you've got older kids well I mean the, the easiest the easiest way to do it though by the way is just to then square up and say kids Santa's not real it's all fake well, I mean, it's one thing to, to do. Welcome to, to the Christmas special again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, guys, you're bringing up a horrible memory when I literally, this is 100% true, I came out of school um, and my dad was picking me up. One of the rare times my dad actually picked me up from school. And uh, walking along and I just said to him, oh, dad, like, so-and-so said the Easter bunny wasn't real. Like, in school, and he went, he's not son, and nor is Father Christmas. And uh, that... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Heartbreaking. Yep, yep. So, again, welcome to the Christmas special. Anyways, sharing happy memories of Christmas. At least I've made the effort, yeah, guys, with my Christmas jumper and everything. And, uh, you know, Jack's got some Christmas lights going on there. Where's the uh, Where's the effort, Sparky, Jim? Well, come on. Well, I, I'm wearing a, um, a cardigan, and I think cardigans are very Christmassy, <laughs> although... I would wear this all year round, and I do wear this all year round. So. Have you got slippers on? No, I wish I did. No, unfortunately not. Don't go that far. Uh, we've got a situation in our house where um, uh, where my daughter 
thinks the Easter Bunny is a ridiculous thing. She's like, the Easter Bunny's not real. I was like, no, no, no. Santa is, though, isn't he? Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep that one going. Uh, we don't do the Elf on the Shelf. We've not done it, which because uh, we never started it. Yeah. They don't really know about it, so yeah. we don't have to do it. Yeah. And I'm happy about that because I've tried on a couple of occasions to do this thing called the Dadvent calendar on my blog. And that's a picture every day of the kids in like a different Christmas pose. And it's the same thing. You start off with loads of ideas for the first five days. And after that, it just becomes a right pain. And I know (laughs) every year in about late October, early November, I suddenly get loads of hits on my website from people who have obviously gone, I'm thinking of something to do for Christmas. Let's try Dadvent calendar. What can we do for that? And I want to be able to contact them all and just go, don't do it. Do not start it. You will regret starting it. It's too much. It's like at the start of every new year on social media, you always see 20 people start the 365 photos challenge and it always peters out, you know, around day 10, 15. (laughs) People get bored and busy, you know? Yeah, there's no way those things are going to keep going ever, ever, ever. No. Uh, so Brad wins that round. Next question. At the point of recording, how many mince pies have you had already? How many have you consumed? Now, this is a little bit before Christmas when we're recording this. Wanting to once again let in light upon shade. Sparky, how many mince pies have you gone for? Okay, um, can I just ask a question up front? Are we including the mini ones, like which you get from Aldi in a 12-pack? Because um, I may have had about nine of those already. So is that one whole mince pie? I'm going to count that as a full mince pie each. So I'm I'm going to say you've done pretty well there. So how many in total? So nine of a 12 pack and I've probably had a few like actual other full size ones. So I would say 12 would be a fair number. Wow. I mean, nine of a 12 pack. No one else is getting much of a look in there, are they? (laughs) Do you know what happened? Like the missus went on our one shop a week to Audi and she just went, she texts me from the shop going, I might have gone a bit mad. And I was like, that's all right, babe, it's Christmas. You're like, I'll take care of that. Don't worry. Don't worry. It won't go to waste. (laughs) Brad, how many have you had so far? Absolutely zero. Can't fucking stand them. No, no, can't stand them. They are. I was once like that, Brad. I I once didn't like mince pies, but then I grew the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Jim, yes. <laughs> then he grew a heart. Yeah. Uh, I decided to let joy into my life. <laughs> uh, I've had about, um, I think I've had about four so far, which seems a poor effort compared to Sparky. Jack, where are you on that level? Um, including the one I had just before we started recording, I'm at yes. 11, so Sparky's just picked me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, this I'm, was close. We know the greedy ones on the podcast. Now, guys. <laughs> the ones who are really enjoying Christmas or getting into the Christmas spirit. The problem is, because people can't see us, they're going to imagine us as like these great big dads now. (laughs) (laughs) You can imagine me how you like. I'm really handsome and have a full head of hair. (laughs) I once, I I did, I have had a a tweet from a man telling me that this was a show for the Metropolitan Elite, uh, which is why I'm just going to (laughs) confirm that by saying, have you ever had the Heston Blumenthal Waitrose ones? Oh my goodness. (laughs) They are to die for. Wow. (laughs) Bit of lemon in them. (laughs) I only ever go into Waitrose to get the free coffee, but I actually stopped and bought (laughs) those on a couple of occasions. (laughs) Oh, mate, that's 
you only put bring them out though. Like obviously when it's not a year of lockdown, when your poshish friends come to, come around. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, none of the scutters. No, no, no. This has to be the ones I'm trying to impress. Uh, so we've got Sparky taking the win there, and the uh, the last question on loose trumps today. What time will you be starting drinking on Christmas Day, Jack? What is it for you? What time do you kick off? So normally it's when we get to sort of the in-laws you know we might do christmas here like christmas morning you know bit here go to the in-laws around half ten and then start drinking then but i've just realized that someone's got to drive this year and i think that's going to be me oh designated dan so i can i can have that one that first one you know and then that's about it Uh, oh, Merry Christmas. Oh, dude. I right, mean... <laughs> and you guys are going to pretend that you're not drinking on Christmas to make, to well, make him feel better. Or to, to be fair, to make him feel a little bit better, I probably won't really be drinking that much anyway because, um, as I've stated on this podcast, I have no friends. <laughs> I don't have a drinking social life. I... And... Uh, so Who in- thought he was going to say he's having renovations? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> guys, guys, if there was any reason to drink... <laughs> renovation. Be fucking renovations. Yeah. So. Brad's got an extra plate laid up for his builder, who's round giving renovations on Christmas Day. He's like, and funnily enough, there is a loose dad's drinking game where you have to down a pint every time Brad mentions his renovations. Yeah, I mean, uh, Costopolis is like family now to me, so he can, uh, he can come over whenever he wants. Uh, Sparky, what about you? Uh, um, me. <laughs> As soon as I've got to the point of not like having to drive, so I think we, you know, all the rules permitting, we're, we're, we're going to go to the uh, mother-in-laws, um, which means as soon as I've driven there, the baby's been looked after because nanny can't <laughs> wait to get her hands on him. So, yeah, the soon, hopefully, a bucks fizz, hopefully about eleven. Let's fingers crossed. For me, uh, I tend to just like have a glass of wine maybe when I'm starting to cook the food. So maybe cook it about midday. It depends when we decide this is the thing I've come from a, a household my mum and dad are quite regimented and even though I've not lived at home for 20 odd years I, I still feels strange to have a sort of loose schedule at Christmas where we can do what we want and sometimes we have Christmas dinner at four in the afternoon sometimes we have it at one in the afternoon because we're maverick renegades so I'm saying Probably about midday, I'll, I'll crack open that first glass of wine, I think. And uh, here's a quick question, though, guys. What's your drink, your preferred drink of uh, the day for Christmas? Or, in fact, just for any time, really, in particular? I'll, I'll have a wine at Christmas, and then maybe a little Bailey's, maybe an Advocar a bit later on, and then probably oh, sleep. All right, oh, Auntie Sue. <laughs> <laughs> an Advocar and a Bailey's. Oh, go on, get me slippers as He's well. going to say a snowball in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. Yes, if you're not doing Christmas as retro as possible, you're doing it right. Oh, go on, I'll have a Chinzano and lemonade at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a uh, whiskey and ginger wine. Oh, nice. Mm. Never tried that that's, before. That's, that's, that's my Christmas drink. No. For me, uh, on Christmas Day, it would just be rum all day because that's my consistent drink. Dark <laughs> rum, none of this white rum, just dark rum, not spiced either, bit of Coke all day. Well, hold up, bit of Coca-Cola all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> that is one way to get through Christmas with the mother-in-law. There's a white Christmas round here. No, we, no, we won't be doing any of that. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. Sparky-o uh, this... whiz-bang. 
This is Lou's Dads. We're talking Christmas traditions very soon. We've also got the big dad joke off. That's joke off, nothing else. The joke off. Get out your festive dad jokes. And up now, it's talking about the big news stories of the week on Lou's Dads. You know those moments when your partner is driving you crazy? Usually something to do with taking out the bins, leaving the loose seat up and aiming straight, or the fact that they haven't stacked the dishwasher in the optimum way. Well, it's times like these that you need a safe space to air your troubles, somewhere filled with like-minded people who will satisfy and vindicate your needs events. Somewhere like Dadsnet. Head over to Facebook and search for Dadsnet. We'll see you there. This is Loose Dads from the Dads Net. It's some dads sitting around chatting about dad stuff and it's the Christmas special, Ding Dong Merrily on High and all of that. So I thought what we'd do to celebrate it being Christmassy and festive and that is talk about the, the news. And this, I think, to be honest, COVID has helped us here in general in that this Christmas otherwise would be spent with a massive amount of extended relatives all trying to give you their opinion on Brexit. Now, thankfully, the limited number of households that you can (laughs) hang out with means that you're less exposed to that and you're probably more likely to uh, get on and not have massive arguments. The big story at the moment when we're recording this is the lack of any trade deal between the UK and the EU. I'm not sure that's going to get sorted out before Christmas Day. So when people are listening to this, they might know more. They might not know anymore. Is anybody particularly massively worried about this? Should we be concerned about the end of the year just suddenly dropping out of any kind of trade deal and then prices going up at the supermarket? Sparky, I mean, we already know that your missus has gone crazy at the supermarket. That's not going to happen after January the 1st, is it? Hell no. Have you seen how much the cost of breeze gone up? We won't give any of that, boys. No, no, it's terrifying. Like, you know, it it feels like, to be fair, it's like, not reading the actual terms and conditions and clicking accept, like we all do, but it's yeah. like the government are doing that with the EU and it's just, I don't know, you wouldn't sign a phone contract without kind of just working out the details beforehand. You wouldn't just, I, no, right? It's terrifying that we're going out without a deal um, because because who knows what's going to happen? We need the, the, the hard border in Ireland. Oh, look, I've, I've listened to, uh, I've read a bit of news about it, <laughs> but no it, no, it just is, it seems terrifying. Like the, the the food standards are potentially likely to drop. Like I've heard about this. I don't want no chlorinated chicken from America like that. And no, it's bad business. Like it's starting to really show now why Brexit was a bad idea. I'm just not, I'm not holding my physical status here. Like it just is really starting to show like very, very clearly why people didn't know what they voted for because we we've not got anything to grab at. Who could have predicted this colossal fuck up? (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing when people say, people say, don't tell me I didn't know what I was voting for. It's like, well, literally, literally no one knows what's going to happen in the next 10 days. So nobody knows what you're voting for. (laughs) And guess what? It ended up costing us more money. Things are going bad for us. Our bills are going to go up afterwards. And it's like, what did you expect? They were going to just give us, oh yeah, do you know what? We'll sort them out. Like, it's fine. They're just... but then here we are, the the liberal media elite. Just <laughs> <laughs> sorry, of course that's how we voted. But I, I, you know, I, I saw someone saying that um, 
gloating about the Brexit failure. Not that we're gloating, but gloating about the Brexit failure is like gloating about your flatmate getting COVID. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're still fucked. Yeah, but yeah. isn't voting Brexit like voting for your flatmate to get COVID? <laughs> It's like if that's the, if that's the same. Yeah, no, I see. Brad, that. what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> um, obviously, I'm going to be a little bit polar opposite to uh, the general consensus here. Of course, I um, I to be honest, I have no issue with Brexit itself. Obviously, it is a shambles as as we currently speak. Um, I don't. I I see how, in theory, being part of the European Union is good. I just think that how that their their power is being used and abused, I think is what a majority of people got upset about. And I know a lot of people will say it's down to racism and xenophobia, et cetera. But I think it was just about, I guess, people's outcry for feeling powerless. I mean, we should be feeling powerless against our own fucking government, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just as useful. Um, so yeah, so it's, do you, it's, do you it's, think we're in more of a position of power now then? floundering out without not, a deal. Not, I don't think we're we're in a position of power at all. Um, all these new brilliant it, it, rules it, that we're going to make for ourselves, which are really helping us out, you know. Truth, truth, <laughs> truth be told, dude, every single country in the world is politically and economically fucked. I mean, EU yeah. is, it, I know the EU is a powerhouse, but they're financially, they're as fucked as everyone else. Excuse my French. Um, or excuse my French as being part of the European Union. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, have, I have to find another terminology for that, really. Excuse my fucking English. <laughs> excuse my fucking English. <laughs> you don't have freedom of movement with that language anymore, Brad, so please. Um. Um, yeah, so in, in terms of, of Brexit, I'm, I'm all for it because I'm quite excited to see what the country could potentially do. I think if, if, if people started pulling together, I think there's a lot of good that could come from it, and I see the reasons why but obviously i don't agree with some of the negative reasons why people voted for it um but the whole entire process is a fucking shambles regardless See, this of is, i think I this think- is the interesting thing isn't it because it's at the moment it's been framed as an argument between people who are pro-brexit and people who are anti-brexit but at the moment with what's happening now with a lack of a trade deal and potentially going out onto you know world trade organization rules and things like that there's actually that people who are in a different group who are the people who are pro brexit but they thought that it was going to be something where we would get these extra deals and we'd have these deals with our close neighbors and they're not going to get that so that's an extra different group that's kind of in the middle who were pro brexit but anti what's going on at the moment as well so it's it's a very difficult situation and it's it, you know, the country was split in half. Now it's split in three. Is that better or worse? I don't know. But but this was the problem. It wasn't it wasn't split in half. You had you had you know half and half voting for Brexit or Remain, but the Brexit half were split up into way more divisions than just you know fifty fifty because no one agreed on how to do it. Like they didn't know whether they wanted um, you know what name a country style deal. Um, or whether they wanted no deal or or what they wanted. And and that was split up so massively that that again, no wonder this is fucked. Yeah, dude. I mean the the leadership in terms of the British government has been pitiful. Absolutely pitiful. I think I think, you know, people, yeah, they wanted Brexit for a reason. The government has helped in no way, shape, or form. They fart asked around um they are it, do you know what as, it is? As sad as it sounds, they are quite pathetic in terms of their leadership abilities. Um, 
It's because know? of its, it's, it's exceptionalism. It's ex- oh, yeah. exceptionalism. Because yeah. what it is, is because we are Great Britain, but we've been an embarrassment through Brexit <laughs> and we've been an embarrassment through this lockdown. And it's yeah. just, that's the bit. But yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> For me, the, on the whole idea of Brexit, right, I understand why people might have had the idea in their head, oh, let's go for Brexit because it might be something different and it might take us down some new avenues. I can see that as a logical idea, right? But when it came to when what I voted for and that, you just it's something I'm going to teach Jackson. It's the most basic thing I learned at nursery school. And it's like, when you're in a situation on your own, it's much more difficult than you're in, when you're in a situation with a group of people. And that's just basically the EU. When we're on our own, things are going to be harder to do. If we're in the EU, we've got other countries with their arms around us and it's going to help. And of course, they're going to influence our rules, but I don't even know what, and most people who voted Brexit don't even know what rules they were angry at. Oh, I, I, I don't know, Sparky. Is it is it better to be on your own or to succumb to peer pressure and join a group of friends that might lead you down a negative path? Well, yeah, because then you're all smoking weed and it's lovely. You. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know... You're dragging me down that path, Brad. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just interested to, to to engage in the conversation on it. To be honest, I think I find I find it interesting. I think um, no, and I do like. And you're right. You're absolutely right. And but what was what's voted for has been voted for. At what's yeah. happened, I accept that. Yeah. Um, but I don't accept that we're in this piss poor situation. Yeah. And and. Yeah. People yeah. are still in their jobs. If yeah. you know, I think that's one of the problems with the whole talk about the second referendum was that uh, people were like, "Oh, you can't go back on it. We're voting for it now." But it's like, as Jack said, "Well, you didn't vote for it. You voted for an idea. Now we've got the detail. You'd, we probably need to vote on whether that detail rep- represented what you voted for in the first place, or if that's completely ridiculous." Like. I mean, because, you know, most politicians were saying, oh, there's going to be like, a, as you say, like a Canada deal or that we're going to have free movement still or free trade still or whatever. And that hasn't happened. So it would get to the point where you go, well, that's what they promised. This is what they're offering. Still want it. And that doesn't seem a, a an attack on democracy. That seems a kind of quite a sensible move to go because we could stop this if you wanted to. Um, I, I like the idea they're talking about the Australia-style deal, which is basically no deal. But I think I'm going to tell my children we've got an Australia-style deal with Santa, so I don't have to get them any presents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Moving on then from Brexit. Uh, Sparky, have you got a story for us? Yeah, actually, boys. Um, uh, this story, um, uh, it's, it's a story of lockdown, right? So how has your lockdown been when it comes to arguments? Like, do you think you've coped well with your partners? That noise said a lot, didn't it? (laughs) We we got there, you know. We got there. Look, we're still together. She's still wearing the ring. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, right. This story made me uh, crease. I had to tell you, boys. An Italian man um, got so angry after arguing with his wife, he walked. 280 miles to calm down. (laughs) He walked 280 miles to calm down and then he got caught by the police who are enforcing lockdown in Italy at the moment uh, and he got fined. So (laughs) 48-year-old guy reportedly hiked for a week uh, which was an attempt to soothe his anger because he'd fallen out of his partner. Jesus. so when he what? when he walked this 280 miles, did he then have to walk back? Well, no, the police <laughs> drove him back. Because <laughs> oh. otherwise, otherwise I can't do an Italian accent, but you could do a, uh, I would walk 280 miles and then I had to walk 280 miles more. Uh, Jack, do you have a news story? Um, so I know you guys are huge gamers, right? 
Yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, yep, everyone loves it. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you have you heard about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? Yes. Yes. Is that the follow up to uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy six? That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the eagerly okay. anticipated sequel. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> So this game's been in development for eight years, and basically yeah. every time every time a clip's come out, everyone's got so excited about it. It features Keanu Reeves, isn't it? It's like the main, yeah, yeah. Um, and and it came out, and it didn't work properly on previous gen consoles, so PS4 and Xbox One. Um, like it's all geared towards the new gen consoles, so everyone is pissed because this isn't what they were promised, but. Eight years of teasing it, they made a profit on the first day of release. I I can't remember what the exact figure is that they that they released, but crazy that they made so much money on a game that was so fucked. So <laughs> apologies if you have got uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven for Christmas, <laughs> because you're going to have to wait until January or February for an update. Oh yeah, dude! I've, I've I've been looking at clips of some of the bugs and glitches. Oh mm. man, they're horrendous! You cannot <laughs> believe that a game that's been in development for this long has got yeah. this many flaws. They so rushed it, they rushed it they out for to, Christmas. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, is it just they rushed it out for Christmas yeah. and they just they didn't think let's no, wait dude, Christmas twenty twenty one? Honestly, dude, they they've postponed the release so many times. People have in, in gaming terminology back in in like the late nineties. There was um um. A, a game called Half-Life released by a company called Steam. And if, like a year or two later, they released Half-Life 2. And basically since then, Steam has been kind of um, suggesting that there's going to be like a, a Half-Life 3. And it becomes this whole thing that people are just anticipating, anticipating it, but it just never happens. And that's what people started to think about Cyberpunk yeah, 2077 yeah, yeah, yeah. was that they just kept pushing the release date. So people were eventually like, ah, fuck, it's never going to happen. Um, and yeah, they've released it, dude. And honestly, it's just so fucked with the, with the glitches. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Epic fail. Crazy. Epic Crazy. fail. Oh, dear. <laughs> and that's why I've not got into gaming. Yeah. Just, I don't need any more disappointment. <laughs> Anyone want a game of Sonic? Like, yeah. Oh, yes. You know where you are with Sonic, exactly. don't you? <laughs> uh, Brad, what have you got for us? I'm keeping to the uh, the Christmas spirit as well. And um, there has been a report that came out a few days ago by a child psychologist called Dr. Gummer. And she says that lying to your kids about Santa could cause serious damage. Does anyone here, I was going to say, apart from Sparky, does anyone else remember when, I mean, how did you feel after you found out about Father Christmas in that kind of blunt way, Sparky? Uh, Like, yeah, I was really like gutted. But then, then I felt like I had to be grown up about it straight away, if I think. Like, if I actually do think back, I really remember my... But my dad's always been quite blunt. Like, I, it sounds quite nasty when I tell that story, but to be fair to him, he's just being my normal dad. Like, no, like you know, you ask him a question, straight he gives laced. you an answer. Yeah, it's, yeah. Such, it's yeah. his African tradition. So, like, yeah. that's just how he is, you know. He's, um, you know, he's a... He's an old school Ghanaian man, and like that's that's just how he is. You know? Sparky, has he has he has he still got his African accent? Yeah, he's lived in the country since he was twenty, and he's like seventy nice. now, so over fifty years. And nice, yeah, and he still, still got says thirteen. <laughs> doesn't say thirteen. 13 you know? <laughs> Ledge, what a legend! <laughs> Does anyone else remember the point then when they found out Santa wasn't real? I remember, no. I remember having the discussion with my parents, you know, and them saying, you know, well, what do you think? You know, is, <laughs> is he real? And like me coming to that realization, but because I had a, a smaller sister, it was all about, you know, 
even if I didn't believe or, you know, yeah. I sort of half didn't believe, I had to keep the magic alive for my sister. And I don't think it damaged me. I mean, I do, I do have a bit of a fetish for big fat guys with white beard. <laughs> Mate, that's quite magical, though. You joining in for your sister, like, yeah. Surely that made it even special. How can that do you any damage? That just makes well, you un- sets you up to be a nice person, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, we we've got the same with our eldest. I mean, honestly, he found out at the age of seven because some kid in his class went around and said to him, "Santa's not real. It's just your parents." Um, oh, and and, and yes. I have this thing that like if they ask me a question, I I will be honest with them. I won't go to them with like honest, you know, to say, "Oh, Santa's not real," or or um, the Easter Bunny's not real. But if they came to me and asked, I would tell them the truth. Um, so he came up to me and he's like, "Yeah, is he is he not real?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's just mom and I. We're just buying gifts <laughs> and leaving them for you." But anyway, so what he does is exactly what you did, Jack. Is because his youngest brother's three years under him. He literally, he, he keeps the magic alive for him. But sometimes like, like it feels like my eldest forgets because he always yeah. talks about Santa with such enthusiasm that it's almost like a, <laughs> a second chance at him believing in the Christmas spirit. That's it, um, that's it. You get to live the magic without... You yeah. know, you, you know you don't believe, but you can still you can still get presents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, as pretend. long as I get presents. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, going back to the, the article, the, the teacher, Dr. Gummer, recommends that you should tell your child before they reach secondary school, so between the ages of 10 or 11, because it might incite bullying habits in secondary school. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Like, tell them before they, they go to uni, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting there in the halls of residence. Well, I don't see a chimney, so it must be a magic piece <laughs> that you to come into the halls. <laughs> uh, this is Loose Dads from the Dad's Net. On the way, we've got the big dad joke-off, which is the joke-off. It's not anything else. You may think it sounds like something else. It's a joke-off. All the big festive dad jokes on the way. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you with Ricky Zoom. He is the cartoon motorbike who will entertain you with his action and adventure. Oh, and the kids might like it as well. Always some great life lessons about friendship, community, and learning to stand on your own two feet, or wheels, as it could possibly be. Make sure you check out Ricky Zoom on Nick Jr. if you're in the US, on Milkshake in the UK, and Treehouse if you're in Canada. First of all, the big question, and it's all about Christmas traditions. What are the big Christmas traditions in your household? What are your favourites? What are your worst ones that you remember from growing up and the ones that you have now? Uh, Sparky, what's it with you? Okay, right. Um, Does everyone else have a sweet table at Christmas? Because this was a thing which my nan started. No. Um, Oh, man. So I, I re- I'm realising I was spoiled. I didn't think I was like <laughs> spoiled as a kid, but like around Nan's, like, you know, she always sorted you out. But we, we used to have a sweet table by tradition, which would have like, you know, you couldn't have sweets whenever you wanted, but they were just there. And so like the, the, the adults would graze and then you'd always still have to ask as a kid. But, you know, you'd get licorice all sorts, a bowl of Maltesers. You'd have those red and, um, sorry, Orange and lemon slices. Do you know those like slices in a circle? And they're all laid out with like loads yeah. of sugar over. Oh, sugared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'd have those. And then we'd have dates, which no one would ever eat, but they'd still be on the table <laughs> every year. And I used to think like, it reminds oh, me of mince pies, to be honest. I don't know why people do that. <laughs> um, but just to say you've got some vitamin C there, isn't it? <laughs> no one has to It's not all terrible on the table. But yeah, that was one of my uh, favourite Christmas traditions, which I didn't know was I was quite spoiled to have. Um, and then another one, which I'll just say, is that we always had a tree present 
present in the afternoon. And I think it was to teach us restraint. Like uh, we'd always have like all our presents in the morning and then we wouldn't, there'd always be tree presents as, as we call them. And they'd stay under the tree and we wouldn't be allowed it till the evening. So like we'd have it after our, our supper. Nice. Um, and I guess that was the restraint lesson, like, you know, but that was always good knowing there was still more to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah, your yeah, biggie. It wasn't your biggie. That's, exactly <laughs> that's the good. worst bit about Christmas is when you've done the presents, you're like, oh, I'm just going to watch a <laughs> rubbish film and that's it for another year. <laughs> you know what, though? I'm, I think I'm going to start doing that, Sparky. I think that's brilliant because, like, like Christmas morning is always so anticlimactic, man, because, like, the kids will come out, they'll open the presents, everyone goes, eh, and then you're like, oh, well, that's that then. Time to yeah. have some food and have some alcohol and that's it and go to sleep. Um, Mate, take the tree present tradition. What my mum yeah. used to do as well, on the label, she'd just write a T in a circle and then we'd know, like, if anyone, whoever was sorting the presents in the morning would be like, we'd know it's okay, a tree present. that's a tree present, keep that one nice. for later. So <laughs> nice. Take that Great one and run idea. with it, boys. Take it. Jack, how about you? So uh, one of those traditions I, I didn't know was weird until I met my wife. Stockings. What Hang did on. you guys use? As stockings, <laughs> because I always had half of a pair of tights. Was, this isn't like a, this isn't like a trivial question. Like, what, does it, what, what do you use a, as a wank sock or anything? <laughs> like, we switched like, to some like, CD sex podcast. Yeah, stockings. Or you talk about Christmas stockings? No, you know, like it was it was proper, almost like wartime mentality. You know that where you just had to, you couldn't afford a lavish big red. Christmas sock. So, so we had all our presents, all our stocking presents in half a, a pair of tights that had been cut down the gusset. Um, an and old pair like, of tights. No, 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 no. Always a new pair. Always a new <laughs> pair. Check that, Jack. Is that, is, is that the, same, uh, the same pair of tights that Uncle Dave used to use to rob the local liquor store on, on a Christmas <laughs> Eve or something? It's, it's the same gusset that my uh, balls fall out of. <laughs> You're wearing them now, aren't you? Oh, if you haven't you heard that me. podcast, go back and listen to it because otherwise that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and it was like feeling feeling the presents through this stocking. They were all crunchy and like it just it felt amazing. And I still love that. But I met my wife, and the first Christmas we had together. I gave her that sort of stocking and she, Christmas morning, she was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Giving me a prosthetic leg. <laughs> She's like, you know, this is creepy, right? <laughs> well, so well, I, well, hold on. Was it because your balls were still in it? She was Merry Christmas. Dangle your balls in. <laughs> did you go out and buy a pair of tights just yeah, to did. make Christmas stockings? I think I did, yeah. yeah you yeah, see yeah. him in Primark walking around the ladies' yeah. section looking for the right tights. Oh, that weird Jack's in again. Yeah, he's, around the tights. he's not sniffing him. you got to buy him, you pervert. <laughs> what is the uh, requisite denier for a uh, Christmas stocking? <laughs> All the questions. Not too heavy, not too heavy. You want to still be able to see the wrapping paper? Of course, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Be ridiculous to think of anything too opaque. <laughs> Your knowledge is too oh. high there for my liking. Actually, you someone's been sent out for tights, haven't they? All the time, and come back with the wrong ones. Yes, yes, yes. yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's why I have a selection that I can choose from. Um, for us, the tradition used to be when I, when I was at home was it was always like because we moved away and we'd go back to sort of my hometown, and we'd do the kind of Friday night be at my nana's house saturday lunchtime at my grandma's for lunch saturday evening at my auntie mal's 
Boxing Day at my Auntie Pauline's. It was like if you've watched the early series of The Crown, where they're always talking about the big tours that the Queen has to do. <laughs> yeah. well, we'll be in Hobart there for three hours, then we'll go to Sydney. It was like that. And I can't believe we did that every year for so long, And which is why as soon as uh, we had kids, I was like, right, we are staying here on Christmas Day <laughs> and other people are coming to us. Yes, I am Jim. not getting in a car. I tell you what, though, that's a good way to, to you know, eke out the Christmas presents. Just keep going somewhere else where you get another present. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, were you ticking them off as you went? Like, yeah, it's all right. We've still got Auntie Sandra to come. And she's really good. You know, she always does good stuff. They're going, oh, no, she gives shit. <laughs> we're never going now. Come on. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was always, apart from my grandma's on Christmas afternoon, it was always the same people just at a different situation, eating the same party food because they'd all been to the same shop to get it. Classic. So it was pretty much Groundhog Day just in a slightly different house. Speak, uh, speaking of the crown, Jim, uh, you should you should pull through one day for a pint. Uh, they film it just down the road from us and in my folks' old um, flat that they stayed in previously, from their balcony, you could see the, the set that they were built with the massive green screens. And so it was almost like the... The whole entrance to Buckingham Palace was built in the back of Elstree Studios with like massive green screens. And then they would build old, um, like an old looking London road with dilapidated sort of buildings and stuff like that. It was very, very fascinating. That's amazing. And I could save seven quid off my Netflix. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. Get Brad to reenact it. Yeah. <laughs> He's seen it all before it goes out. Brilliant. <laughs> Are there any other traditions, Brad, of yours that uh, you love or loathe? Honestly, one of the things I cannot get used to in this country is Christmas. I so miss my Christmases back home where it was the sun sitting outside by the pool with, you know, the sun blaring down. You've got the, what we call a braai, which is a barbecue. Uh, and you're just cooking massive amounts of meat. People come around, bring in their sort of like salad bowls and stuff like that. And it's just, it was just a completely different experience. And I just, I, for the love of money, can get used to it being so dark and cold. <laughs> I, I really struggle with it, dude. Because it's funny, because when I when I speak to, to English people, they're like, oh no, man, Christmas has got to be in the cold with the lights, you know, with the light going down, the sun going down early, and it's got to be nippier, and you've got to have like a warm toddy. And a, and a, for me, it's just I just can't get used to it. So it's a bit of a bittersweet time for me because like, I, I love to see the joy from the kids, but then I just can't get used to how it's celebrated over here. And obviously there's not much I can do about the weather. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not that I mean, magic. I'm assuming because it's 2020 and we deserve it, it's going to be a white Christmas, right? I mean, that's I, I I, think, I, people who are looking out as they're listening now and seeing the snow come down. It I is in my house, boys. Uh, well, no, just- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He, was talk- he was talking about that rum and coke. <laughs> Brad, in, in South Africa then, do you have, unlike Christmas cards and stuff, still have the, all the kind of snowy scenes and on all the kind of Christmassy things? Is that still a motif, even yeah, though it yeah, clearly yeah, isn't that Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, because it, it seems a bit <laughs> redundant getting a card for Christmas with the sunshine on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we, we, we adopted sort of those sort of motifs, but... Um, it's not the way in which we, we celebrate. And obviously we can't because of the weather. I mean, I think it's only when I lived in SA, I never saw snow there. And then when I moved over here, it snowed there once. So like in the last 50 years, they've only had snow there once. So um, Do they still play I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas? Like, Well, okay. So I have this discussion all the time. Um, <laughs> the, the, what's it, Band-Aid? Is it Band-Aid? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that song 
fucking does my head in, dude. Because what was Bob Geldof thinking when he wrote the lyrics? Um, there will be no snow in Africa this Christmas. I mean, there's <laughs> never fucking snow in Africa during Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was singing well, about Africans, not to them. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, like, yes. You weren't meant to listen. <laughs> <laughs> The Great Dad Joke Off. This is Loose Dads, right? Almost time to wrap up our festive Christmas special, but I think we need a festive version of the Big Dad Joke Off. It's Joke Off. Joke Off. I like the wrap up comment, though. That's very good. Sneaking in the jokes already. <laughs> no, starting early, right? Yeah. 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 Not bad at all. Uh, This is where we look at the best dad jokes around. Normally just a general dad joke. However, I think we need to go sort of festive. I hope everyone's prepared something fitting for the occasion. Uh, And uh, we'll see which one's best. Um, Let's go to Brad first. All right. This one's a little bit delicate, guys, so please bear with me. What does Jack, myself, and Christmas trees have in common? Don't know what you have in common. Our balls are all for just decoration. <laughs> <laughs> me too as well. Me too. Oh shit, I didn't know you were part of the clan. Sorry yeah. guys, let me let me redo that. What does Jack, Jim, and myself and Christmas trees all have in common? <laughs> Team Vasectomy over here. <laughs> Team V. Hey. The V score. Left out. Careful, that's the V score. <laughs> that sounds dodgy, boys. <laughs> uh, Sparky, let's go to you. He's uh, the only member of team still intact. Hey, uh, <laughs> my boys are still swimming. Is that was that? Is that what do we say? <laughs> <laughs> team fertile. They're still no. They're still at lot. Uh, still got an ammo reel. They're still locked in. <laughs> uh, okay, our boys. Right. Um, what do you call a sun? Uh, what do you call a snowman with a six pack? Don't know. What do you call a snowman with a six pack? The abdominable snowman. Oh, <laughs> it's good. Very good. It's good. It's very, very good. good. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Jack, over to you. Why couldn't Mary and Joseph join their work conference call? Don't know. Why couldn't they? Because there was no Zoom at the inn. <laughs> it's a very 2020 Christmas joke. <laughs> Have you invented that one? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't read that off my phone. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was going to give you extra credit. For, it would be uh, a dad joke if you didn't claim it as your actual one. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, okay. Go back. Go back. Yes, I definitely thought about that one. That well. Right, well done. Extra three points for that on this scoring system that I've just invented. <laughs> Uh, for my joke, I'd like to take you back to Soviet Russia. <laughs> and we're in a cabin and there is a man called Rudolf. He's very high up in the uh, the Communist Party at the time. And he's looking out the window and his wife comes along and she stares out as well and she goes, yeah, sleet again. And he says, no, it's not, it's not sleet, it's rain. And she goes, no, it's, it's, it's sleet, it's sleet. And he goes, no, it, it's rain. It's rain. I, I've studied this stuff. I know that's rain. And she goes, no, it's sleet. And he turns around and he goes, look, Rudolph the Red 
nose reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> For delivery, one hundred. Give yourself some bonus points for that. Yes, twenty-seven points. Oh, thank you so much. Now, Jim, here's your challenge. Can you do that again with a Russian accent, please? I considered that. I have prepared for today's show, and I decided that. At last minute, you're like, nah. You remember Putin's got uh, got ears everywhere. You don't want to have a novichok in your eggnog, do you, man? They are not the people to piss off. You don't want to be putting your foot in it. Very good. (laughs) Bonus joke. Merry (laughs) Christmas. Six six points there on the scoring system. Well done. Still not Uh, enough to beat Jim. (laughs) Well, no, you don't know how many he got for his first joke, but that Mm. is private. So (laughs) we'll... I'll look at the scoring and I'll issue the certificates later. <laughs> that was the big dad joke off for a Christmas day. Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you very much, Sparky, for being involved. Thanks, boys. Happy Christmas. Cheers, Brad. Ho, 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 you legends. And Jack, thank you very much for being part of the Christmas special. Merry Christmas to a lot of you. You can follow us on Spotify and you'll get to hear all of our latest episodes, which come out every Friday. From the Dad's Net, if you want to know any more about parenting, you've got something to share, you want to get something onto the podcast, you want to ask a question, then dadsnet.com is the place to go or search for it on Facebook. And uh, do remember to say nice things about us on the internet because then more people will listen and that would be good. Share it with a friend, please. This is Loose Dads from the Dad's Net. Loose Dads, a Dad's Net original podcast. <laughs>